Time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is off the rails Thursday. We're going to get wild and crazy in here in Studio 22. The mothership, Kayla, is driving us into the nether regions of all things. Uh, well, controversial a little bit today, Chris Cruz. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm running for governor. It's great. I'm, yeah, in the great state of Texas. I was going to say, in what state? Prather2022.com is where you can find it. Uh, our own uh, Stephen Crowder took a little jab at me the other day. Really? Yeah, he was holding his newborn baby. And is he also skin, running? They were skin to skin, you know? And he said, if, if I have any more pictures of me with my shirt off, people will think I'm running for a governor in Texas. Is that something that you are hoping to accomplish as governor of Texas? Like Skin to skin? Skin to skin or shirtless Thursdays? Yeah, no, I... Um, I just know how to take a good picture at the lake using the right angles. Ah. That's what I do. And I also sell t-shirts for a living, right? I, I have an apparel business. So I was, you know, it was, a, it was a ploy. When I posted the picture, the controversial picture in question, mm-hmm. when I posted the picture of me at the lake, and um, most people don't want to see this naked, Chris. I don't know if, I don't know if, most people don't want to see this naked. Oh, really? Um, the, uh, I've shown you, but yes. you don't, you didn't ask for seconds. The, uh, I was just saying, you know, hey, does anybody know where I can get a T-shirt? And, of course, I shared my website. That's not governor material. That's not the kind of thing a governor ought to be doing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Barack Obama kept his shirt off. Well, isn't uh, Vladimir Putin also a shirtless? Yeah, he rode a bear shirtless. Yeah, like, come on, you can't get any more. That's masculine. But that is masculine. I was going to ask, you know, how I think it was, what, two weeks ago or last week, we did the um, Prather How Much Donation uh, can we do that today again? What is it? How much have you gotten today? To your website. Oh, the donations. The donations. Can we, we get? Can, can we get we an can update? Do a check. We. It's been a slow week. I can tell you that. Okay, it's I very been slow. Pushing. Mm-hmm. I've been pushing. So it's a fine balance to be Chad Prather. It's oh, really? It's a very really? fine balance. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, I believe in doing a lot of different things, a lot of different ways. I'm a very free spirit. I'm very serious about certain things, but I also have fun while I'm being serious. Right? Okay. You know this about me, and so. Uh, you know, I have to, I, we, I use social media to promote. I promote the show, you know, but now I get trolled so bad. I say, hey, go watch the Chad Braithers show. You'll find out a lot of things I believe in and a lot of my convictions and where I stand on things. People are like, I shouldn't have to watch something for an hour well, to understand where your position is. I'll technically, as the producer of the show, it's only 44 minutes and 14, 14 seconds. seconds. 44 so, minutes, 14 seconds. And out of those 44 minutes, I tell you maybe 40 Yeah, is... The meat and butter. And if you really want to get technical, and if you want to watch the whole show, maybe watch the 60 minutes after the six. Like, yeah. I'm giving you some inside baseball here. Yeah. If you don't watch it all, Chad will usually do it between the 60 minute, and then he'll carry over. Definitely have to watch my new segment that I introduced in this episode. Yeah. Like, just watch the whole 44 minutes and 14 just seconds. Just watch the whole thing. While you're driving somewhere, listen to it where podcasts are offered, and then go leave a rating and a review. Five stars is what we deserve, by the way. Oh, that's uh, only, I, I was checking, I just checked. They could only give us five stars. Only five. Only stars. five stars. Like if you try to give four, three, it will not even send. We won't even do it. It was like, don't waste your time. Yeah. Besides, don't be that mediocre. Go all or go just all or nothing. Uh, but I try to tell people, and I'm like, I'm not telling you this is the only resource to find out the things I believe, but it is a great resource. And so then I have to promote, you know, watchchad.com where all the fun stuff is. And then we promote our live shows and we promote. Uh, we try to get people to subscribe to Blaze TV. I try to get people to talk about our sponsors. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I am, I am a, a capitalist here. 
and I, I'm balancing, you know, roughly five million social media followers over four pages, five pages on Facebook alone. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, Chris. I've been I, meaning to ask you, because I've known you for like four years now. Mm -hmm. Why do you have so many pages? So the way it started was I only had one, just like everybody. I yeah. had that one uh, Chad Prather personal page, yeah. right? My first video I ever did that went, quote, viral. Um, the good old days. Yeah, you know, so I kept doing it. It happened on my personal page. Ah. So I was at the time working, doing a travel television show for a network called Ride TV. And Ride wanted us to have a, or basically a celebrity page, a fan page. So I started the Chad Prather business page, Chad Prather comedian or whatever. Um, but I still did all the videos on my personal. Well, then we started politicalcowboy.com. I like that one. So we started Political Cowboy Facebook page. And uh, then uh, when I started coming on and started working with The Blaze, right before I came on to The Blaze, they were gracious enough to give me what's called a watch page, which was specifically for videos. Uh, and you would put videos up as episodes, and that was kind of where they were letting content creators come in and put videos. So that being said, uh, Facebook, none of it works anymore. <laughs> it all sucks. But we have Chad Prather, Chad Prather. And I am one of the only influencers, by the way, on Facebook whose personal page, Chris, has a blue verified check mark, and my comedian page has a blue verified check mark. Not even the owner. Glenn Beck has that. That's right. My personal Facebook page, the one where I accept friend requests, uh -huh. has a blue check mark. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. So at some point in time, I don't know if I could ever get like just enough money to just whatever. I might, maybe I'll just combine those pages. We'll see. Money? Do you have to pay Facebook? No, I don't have to pay them. I just, oh, okay. it just, I, I like having all my options. Oh, got it, I'm got saying. it, got it. So like if, if I were to combine the Chad Prather pages right mm -hmm. now, I would lose all those viral videos. Yes. Like all the view counts, all of the shares, all, but I'm at a point now where it's like, they don't let anybody see it now anyway. So what difference does it make? You know what I mean? So who knows? This is, this is, it's a rough life being a social media influencer. Is that what you call yourself? Well, if you're an internet, if you're an internet sensation, that is just a 21st century way of Another saying that you're one. unemployed, but you're popular. So hold on. So how many names do you have? How many so what? How many names? You got the co the comedian cowboy. Yeah. Political cowboy. Political cowboy. Comedian. Conservative humorist. Okay. Conservative commentator. Okay. Gubernatorial candidate. Hello. Uh, musician. Okay. Um, entrepreneur. Woo. Um, TV drug host. Abuser. TV I've been host? called asshole. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alcoholic. Ooh. <laughs> this is not coffee. <laughs> ah, let's sell something. Speaking of that, who do we got? Home title lock. Home title lock. How much equity do you have in your home? 50,000? 100,000? How much money? How much money you got in that thing? Let me tell you something. Cyber crime is out of control. The more equity you have in your home, the more cyber thieves are going to come after you. There was a Facebook leak. 500 million. 500 million. Um, accounts, might have been one of my four, were, uh, were hacked. It was, there was a data breach. All your name, your information, address, everything that a cyber thief needs to take over as a new owner of your home, it was leaked. They go online, they find the title to your home. They sign a quick claim deed saying that you sold your home to them, and then uh, they take out loans against that equity. And what they do is they leave you with the bill. You might get a foreclosure notice. You might even get evicted from your own home. So you need to go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and register your home's address to see if you're already a victim. You will receive a complete title history. That is a $100 value. And uh, they will help you because guess what? If this happens to you folks, your mortgage company, your banks, and your uh, simple identity theft programs, they're not going to help you. You need Home 
Title Lock. So I want you to go there. I want you to get started today. Protect your greatest investment, your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back. Oh, my gosh. Here's a good story for you. My buddy uh, Colton Crottinger. What a name. I got Chris Cruz KK, and I got Colton Crottinger sitting here in the hot seat. Another KK. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I'm so happy to know you. So happy to meet you. You, uh, Col- Colton reached out to me, Chris. You know how he got my number? Like the dark web. Dude, he just like went out there and found my cell phone. He started using some of these security guys he's got, and he just and I get a text one day from him. So he's he like, called Jason. He's like, "Bro, we're hooking up." And I'm glad we did. So you're killing the game. I use the word serial entrepreneur. That's you. That's you. Uh, how long ago was it you were homeless? About four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago. And what'd you do? Oh, I I wrote a book on anxiety. Um, I tried to get it published. Nobody would publish it, so I self-published on Amazon, became a bestseller in 12 hours, started my Facebook group, and we grew about 100,000 people. <laughs> Just becomes a bestseller. Just yeah. jump on there and promote the thing. Yeah. Incredible, dude. Navy guy. I was watching your interview with Jordan Belfort. For those of you who don't know who Jordan is, of course, Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street. Everybody knows. Uh, and he was talking about your stint in the Navy. You just went out hunting pirates. Just, just crashing boats into these guys and yeah. everything else. You come home after a stint in the military, PTSD. The biggest, PTSD is, is, a, is a misunderstood thing. Everybody, especially we talk about these folks who are coming home from Afghanistan and these folks who served. And you, didn't, you don't have to necessarily be in the military to have post-traumatic stress. Um, you know, they rank that down the list, actually. Um, assault, sexual assault, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Uh, but you came home, you were dealing with anxiety. Right. What, what was your journey with that? Um, I mean, it, it just, I mean, even when you're overseas, even the, the people that don't see combat, if you wake up every single day as a 19-year-old wondering if today's your day, that will take a, a, a toll on you to where when you do come back, I mean, it, it just, just, you're so desensitized to reality. Yeah that you just kind of close off and then you get more in your head and then uh, there's not resources. So as I was wanting to join the military, I mean, they were taking me to Red Lobster, getting me drinks and doing everything (laughs) for you. But whenever you get out of the military, it's like, have a good one. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Kind of a little tip of the hat. Yep. Ask Pat, send you on your way and you're out. And what you deal with after that, well, that's kind of on you. Yeah. Right. The support systems aren't there. Now, I know for me, and people, I've been very outspoken over the years. Um, and, I know the, and I know the folks watching the show or listening to this show, they're, they're the same because I get the messages from them. But I've been outspoken about my own anxiety and my own depression over the years, right? Spent a lot of years medicated. Yeah. Spent a lot of years just trying to be regular, you know, because people, you know, I'll have people say, you know, why do you get depressed? Man, so much good stuff happens is happening in your life, right? Because um, I've hit rock bottom, I've climbed out, I've pulled myself out, and people are like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, it's not circumstantial. There's something chemical that goes on. Now, it can't, you can't have circumstantial. 
anxiety and stress and, and depression and those kind of things. But for me, it was chemical. You know, you just get those levels that are off in your head. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'd get those panic attacks and, and those crazy things like that. And you wrote a book on anxiety to help people understand what was going on. You've actually taken it to a, a treatment level of being able to help people, which we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today, because anybody listening to this thing at some point in time, you've dealt with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, your book, when you, when you wrote that book, what perspective did you take when you were coming at this issue of anxiety? Like, what what was your angle? So my angle, and it, it's crazy. So, so like when I started, you know, anxiety hackers is before the pandemic, and so whenever the pandemic happened, I started getting all these like requests for news interviews, and you know, they brought me on Fox and stuff like that, and uh, they introduced me as you know Doctor Crottinger. <laughs> and when I came on, I was like, well, let me just clear it up. You know what? I, I didn't, I'm a 1.7 GPA, didn't go to college. I said, you know, I have no, I never studied anxiety. I said, you know, you can have somebody on your show. And the, the, the newscast was like, he, he pretty much called me out. Like, how'd you even get on here? I said, well, you can have somebody who studied anxiety or somebody who's lived it yeah. for 10 years. So uh, my approach with anxiety is just what worked for me. It doesn't necessarily work for everybody else. But like, I really try to focus on not the particulars because everybody has anxiety for different reasons. I mean, you could love bunny rabbits and run over a bunny rabbit and have PTSD. So like, I don't try to get specific with what caused your anxiety. I really try to focus on what's on the other side of anxiety, you know, like, and you know, it's it, not living in the fear of what could happen, but look towards the future, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can have any kind of traumatic events. And yeah. you mentioned the pandemic, right? So the studies have come out and they've said that depression and anxiety is three and four times higher, mm. uh, especially in certain parts of the country where there's been greater lockdowns. God only knows, only the future is going to tell us what it's going to do to this younger generation that's coming along. Um, these kids that are having to live in an antisocial environment, uh, distanced and masked and all of these things. So, so who knows? We see people who are having these meltdowns on social media, whether it's these TikTok people or, or just it. Like I was watching a preseason, or I saw the highlight from a preseason football game. Uh, what was it, the Rams and the Chargers the other night? And these people suddenly turned into a melee brawl in the mm-hmm. in the stands there because people don't freaking know how to relate to each other anymore. Yeah. We've been shut down so much. So you came out with anxiety hackers. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, it started off, well, really what, I started getting vocal about anxiety on social media. And then uh, I really had a lot of people that I served, you know, I was, I've been in three units, three military units as a four-year veteran, which is very unheard of. They kept shutting our units down because our suicide rate was one of the highest, and we yeah. were a small boat unit. And so I started getting a lot of my military comrades asking me, hey, what are you doing for anxiety? And honestly, I got tired of like sending the same message over and over. So I was like, well, let me put together like a little PDF. And then like that's really how it grew into the book. And, um, and so then, you know, really asking as I grew my community about a hundred thousand people, I started seeing 70% of them are women. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that it is 70% of women in the U S or the world have anxiety. I think 70%, you know, a lot of men aren't okay with coming yeah. out about anxiety. And so just really kind of letting people know it's okay to not be okay. It's, it's kind of, it's a very taboo thing. Yeah. And that's kind of just been the mission to let people know it's okay. And then asking people what helps them. And then, you know, CBD, cannabis. And that's really what I never thought I'd be in cannabis. I never had a dream and, or want to be in it, but knowing that it, it, it has helped people 
and I've had enough people tell me it helps people for me to pursue that. Yeah. There's the key word right there, Chris, that I want to talk about. I said it was going to be controversial. Potentially. Most of our viewers, they're cool. They're, they're chill. They know me. Yeah. They know how we are. Cannabis. Weed. The ganja. Papa green. Homegrown. Hawaiian. Whatever your strain is, baby. Isn't it funny how people... I did a video. It went viral. I did a video about um, them building a, a pot mall mm-hmm. in, that. I think it was uh, Trinidad, Colorado. By the way, is the number one city in America for sex changes. Just random trivia. They were building a pot mall. And, of course, I was making fun of, what you know, you'd have an extra food court there. You know, you'd, Sunglasses Hut would stay in business because everybody would have red eyes. And I was just doing all <laughs> of I was stereotyping, mm-hmm. you know, smoking pot, which, like Cheech and Chong yeah. did. Uh, and, you know, every other, you know, Jeff Spicoli and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Just all the fun stuff that we've done to make fun of these, you know, cannabis users over the years. Well, people came at me. They were like, oh, I can't believe you. You're, this is, this. And I'm like, look, look, I'm pro-cannabis, first of all. Uh, um, I am, uh, I think it should be legalized properly. I think it should be legislated properly. Um, and people, they're always saying, we want to know what your position is on marijuana. And usually they'll, they'll qualify. Medical marijuana, recreational marijuana. Uh, I'm like, I don't care what you do with it. I don't, as long as, like anything else, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a, you know, legalized Big Macs, eat responsibly. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So you, you got into the, the, the cannabis industry uh, in Oklahoma, right? And mm-hmm. you're, you're a Texas guy, though. Right. So I actually started off, I was actually the first veteran uh, licensed hemp grower in North Texas. So I'm an active hemp grower in, in North Texas here. Right. And then um, and then I kind of ventured off to Oklahoma. And, and now we've got, you know, a few dispensaries, several farms. And uh, my, my military buddy that I was in the, the Navy with invited me out there and I really haven't left. Yeah. And, he, and so Oklahoma, what is their law? I mean, it's, it, it's right now it's just medical. Medical. So California went recreational, didn't it? Right. Because it was medical, which, I mean, you could walk down the street, Venice Beach, mm-hmm. and there were doctors everywhere, you know, with their little <laughs> the, the leaf out there on their shingle, right? They were ready to diagnose you with something mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you could get it. Colorado, of course, uh, they legalized it quick. I mean, recreational and the whole thing. Um, uh, Arizona, I think, is medical. And Oregon, I think Oregon's recreational. Anyway, it doesn't it's like matter. 17 states now. Yeah, it's like 17 states. Yeah. So everybody wants to qualify it, right? Mm-hmm. Like recreational marijuana has never been my drug of choice. I'm a tequila guy. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm historically a whiskey guy and a tequila guy. Mm-hmm. Those are my drugs of choice. And I'm telling you, folks, the science is in. Tequila does far more damage, mm-hmm. far more damage than cannabis does, than, than marijuana does. Uh, and I hear people all the time, they come at me and they're like, well, I can't believe you would advocate for something like this. Well, I'm, I'm just advocating for freedom, you know, at the end of the day. And you, you got to face the facts. There are people out there from anxiety to cancer patients to folks. Mm-hmm. It's help people. Yeah. And how do you fight something like that? I mean, the people who, who come at you and they want to push back. I mean, why do they do that? I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's definitely politically motivated for sure. And then, I, you know, I've actually been a little bit anti-cannabis because that's the way I was raised. And then, But sure. now after seeing, you know, 
you know, my best friend here having having seizures and on all, all these medications and seeing him on cannabis now, medicine free, seizure free. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that. Yeah. You know? So we were, you know, I've learned a lot in this race for governor. Um, my friend, former Dallas Cowboy, uh, Jay Novacek. So they, he and his wife, Amy, they have to treat their son who has some medical issues with, um, with certain levels, certain amounts. And, and it's like drinking, you know, what he was having to drink is like drinking a thing full of this, of just this goop, right? Versus if they would just pass the legislation, they could give him, you know, a, a, this different dosage in a different delivery form and it make his life so much easier. People are like, well, we can do medical marijuana in Texas. We can, you know, it can be prescribed and things like that. And it's like, I think people are still missing the point here. They're still missing the point because there's so much more, I think, that can be done. And people come at me and they're like, well, what would you do? And I'm like, listen, if the legislation was there, if it were presented, I'm not going to vote against it. I'm not going to vote against it. But I, I, to your point, I think that not just political, I think that there's that religious motivation as mm -hmm. well. Uh, you know, how dare we talk about something like that? Right. Well, how were, how were, how were you raised? You know, your, your thoughts on marijuana. I think we were all raised to, to think of it as, a, you know, like you said, devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was told. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's amazing to me the things that are so taboo. Yeah. Like we still, and we're going to go to a break here in a second and get deeper into this thing, but it, it, you still can't open a liquor store in Texas on a Sunday. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, you can't buy beer before noon on a Sunday. That doesn't make sense to me. And people are like, you just need to, you need to buy your beer when Jesus wouldn't be buying it. Uh, you know, or, or when Jesus, you know, don't be buying it when Jesus don't want you mm -hmm. buying it. And I'm like, you know, come on, guys. Let's, it's time. And people's like, see, he's being so insulting to Christians. No, I'm not. I want you to think. That's my big thing, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the push that I've got is I want people to be open to this and, and help people understand that so much of this thinking that we have in many ways is antiquated mm -hmm. uh it is and there's there's absolutely no justification for the way we're thinking we're going to talk more about this stuff with uh colton uh before we do that go take a break but uh tack pack the monthly premier monthly subscription box for military tactical preference second amendment enthusiasts uh got the new attacks on the second amendment folks and uh, now more than ever, you need to stay equipped for $49.95 a month. You get at least $100 worth of gear from different companies like 511 Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First, Tactical, Armaspec, a whole lot more. They're going to send out those AR-15 parts if you're building your rifle. They got eight EDC tools, knives, all kinds of gear to keep you prepared for anything. The September pack features a discreet self-defense EDC item. Uh, you got goodies from Zippo and Breakthrough Clean, plus a SOP Mod AR part worth 70 bucks alone. This pack's $123 value. You're going to get it for $49.95. I want you to go to TAC Pack. That's T-A-C Pack.com and sign up. Use promo code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. Every pack sells out fast. Uh, and folks, they're really going quick with all the craziness going on right now. TACPAC.com to sign up. Use offer code CHAD. We'll be right back. Anxiety U, the letter U.com. That's where you're going to find 
Colton's information, and you're going to find out what he does. Now, here's the thing. Before you start shouting at me and start saying, oh, man, you can't, we, we don't want to turn Texas into Colorado and California. No, 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 no. If by now we can't look at how other states have done things wrong, as well as some of the things that have been done right, and, and here in the state of Texas, if we can't figure that out uh, with the right type of legislation and the right type of regulation, um, then we don't know what we're doing. But, you know, again, this is one of those conversations like this is why you and I get along, I think, because this is one of those conversations I'm willing to have mm-hmm. openly. Uh, I've had a, I've had other candidates, other campaigns that have come to me and said, interesting that you've jumped out on that issue. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not even a weed smoker, but I don't, I'm, I'm a freedom guy. I smoke that freedom, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, a, I'm I get high on freedom. So, um, you know, this is this is one of those things where I push it. I'm like, I, because let's face it, how many folks out there we talk about veterans with PTSD, talk about folks with anxiety. How many people out there can't talk about that anxiety? No, I, I would say a majority. I mean, a majority. I mean, over, I would say 70% of the people that if, if you work for somebody, you probably can't say you have anxiety. Yeah. Cops can't do it. Cops, first responders, all the nurses. If you can imagine the, all first responders, if you can imagine the anxiety they're dealing with right now, yeah. but they can't be vocal about it. I mean, it, they can't. They'll lose their license. I remember watching interviews after the Oklahoma City bombing. And they did interviews with cops who had responded on the scene after that happened. And they were talking about how they were so shocked from it, so much anxiety, that they were, like, hoping to get shot on the job because they wanted, like, to die. But they didn't have the, you know, they, they just didn't know what to do. They were careless with themselves because the anxiety was so strong. Um, and today, with the whole, you know, police officers, the defund the police, the anti-police thing, and the, the pushback, you can't tell me these folks aren't, aren't dealing with anxiety. You know, these folks put a badge on and kiss their families goodbye and just pray they get to come home at the end of a shift, and there's no guarantees. And we hear it in the news all the time. Uh, it, and they can't talk about anxiety. I mean, th- right. these are the kind of things that are going on, man. And that's why I'm glad that you uh, are stepping to the forefront and, and making things happen, and you're doing it in a big way. Um, obviously, Oklahoma. You got how many dispensaries have you got now? The two, two dispensaries. You got two. Yeah. You just opened one. You just opened another one. Right, right. But I've got current leads um, in all fifty states, so I, I do believe that we will be the first company in all fifty states. That's awesome. It, it, it's crazy being successful, ain't it? No yeah. matter what you put your hand to, you just oh, yeah. you just keep pushing through <laughs> yeah. that deal. I love it. And you got more and more folks who are joining the team. Yeah. Who are getting involved with what you're doing? Because let's face it, uh, whether it's the vet community or the cannabis community, if you will, uh, the folks out there who believe in freedom and say, "Hey, man, it's so funny to me, dude. So funny to me that people will fight you on cannabis and legalization, but they will pump some shit in their bodies. Mm-hmm. They will pump some pills in their bodies. Uh, they God only knows what it is." They're lining up right now to do these vaccines. God knows what they're sticking in themselves. You know, I, Chris, I heard somebody the other day was, sent me a deal and said, you realize that they take like stuff from jellyfish and put it in the vaccine so it glows in your veins? I mean, they're like, what are we doing? I mean, you're, you're putting aborted fetal parts, you know, baby yeah. parts in, this, in these vaccines, but yet something that grows in nature that mm. can help people. I mean, it's, it's insanity that people push back on this stuff. 
And uh, this this is where we're at, man. What what's going forward? What are next steps for you? Um, well, I guess you know, we kind of talked about it earlier. I partnered with the you know the Wolf of Wall Street, and so kind of the goal is to set the standard. I mean, we're we're now pumping in. You know, I'm very new into the cannabis business, but now you know I oversee a hundred thousand people every single day with anxiety. You know, I've got dozens of employees, and um, now the the new goal is to not create a bunch of pot shops. It's to set the standard. And so, I mean, now we're, we've committed to dumping millions of dollars into FDA approval uh, processing and testing and all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of the next goal is to be the, the second um, cannabis strain approved, you know, across the board. Yeah. I got to hang with Belfort, dude. Yeah. I got to party with Jordan Belfort. You let me know anytime. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> holla at your boy. All right. Right here, I got my Fusick shirt on. For everyone who said I couldn't, you can make the F mean whatever you want it to mean, but for everyone who said I couldn't, baby, I'm all about accomplishing things. You're, you're that way. I love it, dude. I just, I just like it when uh, what I call that harmonic resonance. You get with somebody and you just, you just know. It's instant, mm-hmm. right? And you, you got some things going on, dude, and I appreciate that hustle. But people are going to push back. I get that. Um, I was out at uh, – but you know what? I think by and large, and this is what I've discovered about myself, by and large, the naysayers, you know, I go back to that old adage, those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. You know, the folks that are going to push back, they're always going to be in the minority. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an overwhelming majority of people who are going to say, yeah, I want to be free. I want to be able to, I don't want to have to go to big pharma. I don't have to be, keep taking antidepressants. I don't want to be taking anxiety pills. I don't want to be, you know, all looped up on all this mm-hmm. crap. I don't want to do that. You know, if I could do this, um, you know, uh, in a natural way, what more natural way to do it? Right. And uh, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I, I think there's two types of people, especially now during the pandemic. I mean, there's people that have anxiety and liars. So <laughs> everybody has anxiety. And if you don't realize it, I mean, you're lying to the person in the mirror every night. Um, so and I, I'm not even pushing necessarily cannabis. I mean, I'm pushing the fact that everybody has anxiety. Exactly. Find out what works for you. If tequila or whiskey works for you and it helps your anxiety. All more power to you. you know, like, I just want I just want anxiety to be at the forefront. Figure out what works for you. Figure yeah. out what works for your family members and try it. You're right. You alluded to something earlier. I know that you know in the in the Western world, you know, a lot of these cowboys out here, they they ain't never going to admit they're dealing mm-hmm. with any of that stuff. But you know, they are, and men are. Men don't ever want to admit any form of weakness. It's not a weakness. I mean, like if you had if you had cancer. That's not a weakness. You did. You tell the whole world, I, I got to go get this treatment for what's going on. Or I got to change some things about my life because this is happening to me. You know, my blood sugar's high or my heart, my blood pressure's up or, you know, I got some kind of a murmur going on. These kind of things. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a high risk for stroke. You, you change your lifestyle. You do things around that uh, so that you're not dominated by the ailment, if you will. Right. We don't treat anxiety that way. We don't, we don't treat depression. We're, we're, it's like it's an admission of weakness. It's not. It's not. And if you got it, I'm not saying, hey, you should go get high. That's not what we're saying. No. But, but there are alternatives out there, and, and you should have access to those alternatives. Absolutely. That's the thing. I was out at, um, what's the one in Vegas I visited? The dispensary out there. Is it uh, Planet Nine or whatever? Maybe. It's like, it's like this is massive, dude. Yeah. Massive. Like the biggest dispensary in America. They had drones flying around inside the building. I mean, they had a coffee shop in there. They had, they had a, a place you could eat. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, why, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how are you setting all your stuff up? So, I mean, we, we actually do have a, uh, so we're the, in, in our county, we're the only 24-hour dispensary. 
and we put a uh, taco stand about 12 inches away <laughs> from the dispensary. <laughs> Some people smoke pot, but everybody eats tacos. Yeah. And so that's that kind of the idea behind that. So. That's I'm telling you, son. You, you're a thinker, baby. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm all, I'm, you know, listen, I'm all for freedom, like I said, and I'm all for people being good and healthy and, and feeling good about themselves. I was sitting there, I was thinking about it. I was actually in the shower this morning. And I was like, I was like, uh, people don't feel good. Like, right. They just, an average, the average person just doesn't feel good. Like we've gotten so subnormal. We've normalized subpar living mm-hmm. that, that we're not, we don't realize you can live better than this. Absolutely. And I'm not saying cannabis is the only, whatever, like you alluded to earlier. You just got to do the things. We got to get back on track. We talked about it. We had uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood on the show Tuesday, and he just talks about an overall life and a lifestyle. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, and just, you know, his program of just getting people healthy again because we're, you know, we don't don't even have health insurance. We got sickness insurance Mm -hmm. these days. That's that's what we're doing. We're just insuring ourselves against some big high medical bill. Wouldn't it be Mm -hmm. great if we could do things, take care of ourselves, and just feel good Mm -hmm. overall? So, dude, I commend you. I'm with you on that thing. And um, I'm going to get your take on a few other things before we get out of here. We're going to go to a quick break. Hang tight. Chris Cruz, are you hanging tight? Are you still eating chicken wings over there? This guy. Do you want some chicken wings? I'm He's almost talking out. about self-medicating. Look at that. Look at that. Is <laughs> it helping anxiety? Yeah, it does exactly. help. See, you got your weed. I got my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> if we were smoking weed, son, you wouldn't have those chicken wings. <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Colton with a K, Crottinger with a K, uh, anxiety, the letter U.com. You can follow him as well on uh, Facebook. You've got Anxiety Hacker. Is that the name of the Facebook, one of the Facebook pages you've yeah, got? Yeah, or you just search Colton Crottinger. Colton Crottinger. It's That's on it. there. And you could Google this dude. You, could, you need to go watch uh, his podcast he did with Jordan Belfort uh, on Wolf of Wall Street. Check it out. You can get it on YouTube. So when you're done watching this, go over to that uh and and watch that that's a great thing you'll find out a whole lot more about his history and his past in the navy and, and all the wild shit he did um and uh and for those who are lazy chat all i need you to go to the camera like click right here and i'll put it right there yeah, to just, his video there you go so just <laughs> right there yep i want you to i want you to click right here okay after the show though click right here <laughs> <laughs> anyway i uh i uh we've been doing this segment colton called uh make chad feel guilty i it's weird people on tiktok are you on tiktok yes i've started getting addicted to it yeah like i i kind of hate myself for it yeah we all do i know i'm like (laughs) screw it i'm let the chinese have all the information uh but it's addictive right and i can't one one of the things i found out is like if you ever start doing a certain type of video you need to always do that type Mm -hmm. of video oh so good right so good. And like, I'm bored. I don't like, I don't like the type of videos I started doing. Now I can't change. So, uh, but I, I'm like at 112,000. I know. I followed I you uh, yesterday. I forgot that I wasn't following you. So, yeah. yeah so I got about 40,000 followers on there. And I'm, I'm embarrassed by everything me, I have on there. Let me tell you what I did. I gave it to Allison. Everybody knows Allison. I gave it to Allison, my assistant. I gave it to her 12 year old. I gave her the login. Mm-hmm. 
And I, she started just doing random stuff on there. And right. grew the sucker to like 80,000. I'm like, you punk-ass kid, give me that back. I'll, I'll, I'll grow this. I'm the social media influencer, Kayla. Not some 12-year-old. But uh, anyway, I've been showing these TikTok videos. Let's see what you got for me today, Chris. When straight men have sex with men, it's not a gay thing. Oh, God. It's a guy thing. So what I mean is, in general, men have more transactional sex with one another. In general, women don't. So when men have objectified sex, where it's just about the act, it's just about getting off, people man-shame him. If you read my comment sections about straight men who have sex with men, people are like, no homo, bro, or it's okay, it's 2021, come out. Uh, by the way, I've come out uh, many years ago. I'm a gay guy. No. And I find it funny that people are like, well, gay for pay is okay, That that's straight. Really? How broke does the guy have to be? Can he be rich or have a middle level income and, and do it and do it for the money? Does he have to be homeless? You can't apply different rules for different people. When straight men have sex with men, they're still straight. It doesn't erase heterosexuality any more than when gay men have sex with women, they're, no, they're still gay. It doesn't erase their homosexuality. I've always said uh, it's not gay if you're uh, if you crying while it's in your mouth. <laughs> we knew that guy was gay. What's he talking about? You hate me, don't you, Chris? We, we, yeah. You know, in the Navy, they say it's not gay if you're underway. <laughs> Spend any time on a, in a submarine? No, because no? you, you already know that. 100 <laughs> sailors go down, 50 couples come back up. <laughs> I've never been on a sub. <laughs> wow. Golly, I'll let you make the Navy jokes. I know too many of those <laughs> Navy guys are going to whip my ass. Uh, that's what, what, so, so his point there was, uh, if you have gay sex, it ain't gay. Like if you're a straight dude having gay sex, it ain't gay. Yeah, that's, that's what he's trying to say that it's too I early. disagree. That's what I said. <laughs> I completely disagree. Uh, I think if you're a straight dude and you're having gay sex, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. What kind of mental gymnastics are they doing with this kind of stuff? This is insanity. Which, again, you know me. I don't, I don't care if you're gay. Just well, why you got to spin it? Yeah. Like, be what you want to be. Like, I don't care. I don't care who you're sleeping with. But don't tell me it ain't gay. It's gay. Hey, like... Chris, Kayla, what, what words can we use anymore? Like, I know we could say gay and we could say queer. You could say queer. Like, they used to not let you say queer. You can't say the F one. The F yeah, one? You absolutely. Some, some queer people don't uh, like the word queer. Queer? Yeah. But I would say it's, I don't know, so it depends on who you're gays. talking to. Depends <laughs> on who you're talking to. Yeah. Boy, it's like the trannies. Some trannies like tranny. Okay, can't say trannies. <laughs> Only if you date a tranny, and I have dated trannies. Wait a so, minute, what? Oh, yes. From here, Dallas. Before I got married. Did I know? Was, were you having straight gay sex? No, I just did not look down there. Oh. These are things about Chris Cruz I didn't know. Kayla just, hit, hit, just stuck her head down right there. Good Lord. This show would be better if we were high. <laughs> <laughs> Colton, this is some crazy stuff, bro. Love it. My God. You dated a tranny? We got to find out more about this, bro. <laughs> this is insanity. Didn't we use the F word the other day on the show? We did. Or not we, I did. Yeah, you did. But I, did, I left it. We well, didn't I get any. Faggot ass. Yeah. But in yeah. that context, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. 
I don't know. Look at Kayla. <laughs> Kayla, are you going to get ousted by the community? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love everybody. Colton, I love you. I love everybody. I just want everybody to be happy, man. If you, if it'd be gays happy. That's what it means. So I just want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be healthy. I want them to be whole. I want them to be all these good things. I do have a question for the uh, the weed god over there. So <laughs> do you also, the weed god? The, yeah, the weed god. I'll take, I'll do take you it. produce uh, those very delicious, yummy chocolates also? Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> produce everything. Oh. So, so we're, we're what you call vertically integrated. We own the farms, we own the processing, and we own the dispensaries. So, um, yeah. Capitalism. So let me put that in terms of what we were talking about off air, talking about tequila. So George Strait, when he started Codigo Tequila, he went down to Mexico and he bought all the agave farms. Mm -hmm. So now if you want to make a tequila, you're probably buying George Strait's agave. Yep. Right? So that's that's genius yeah. to me. And that's what I love about Oklahoma is that they'll actually let you hold all those licenses where a lot of other states, they'll only let you hold one so that you can't really have that monopoly. Yeah. yeah. But, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at like the state of Texas, and I get it, folks. We are we are where you buckle the Bible's belt. Uh, I, I understand all that, but it's folks across the country. It's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And Colton, you're ahead of the game. I mean, there's no question about it. And anybody that wants to fight me on this, you're just sticking your head in the sand. Um, it, it's you're not doing the research. You're not you're not looking at the real stuff and the data. Um, and you're, you're objecting on other reasons, but you're not doing it on the the, the facts. Because there's stronger facts and data and science behind that than there is this stuff you're injecting in your arm yep. uh, for the COVID virus. Anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up. We're not done. Hang tight. I'm going to drink some more tequila. Be right back. <laughs> So I wish it's so much talking off camera, all the stuff that you've done, dude. It's incredible in, in terms of setting this thing up, man. The proprietary stuff, uh, handling the, the financial side of it, because, again, it's cash business, uh, cannabis, and the media side of it that you, you've gotten uh, taken care of. And, dude, it's just awesome to watch this thing unfold from just purely from a business standpoint. And yeah, thank you. What you've done. How do people get involved with what you're doing? Man, anxietyu.com. Um, currently, I mean, I'm, I'll partner with anybody, all 50 states, really. And it doesn't even matter if you got money or not. If somebody has that drive. You know, it's like I, I want to believe in people like in the way that I wish somebody believed in me when I had nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of like the new opportunity I'm wanting to provide for people. So all 50 states, I mean, even if cannabis is illegal, we could still open a CBD place. We can open a farm. We can open processing. Um, it's all about just I, I want to set the standard in the U.S. for Oh, yeah, dude. Anxiety. anxiety you. Yep. Anxiety you. Um, dude, that's that's good stuff. And and I've been to the website. It's right there. You, you sign up, you partner with you. It's mm -hmm. uh, you know, check it out. Check it out. People are like, you agree or you don't agree. You gotta you gotta admire the hustle, baby. I'm all yep. about the hustle. Yep. I'm all about the hustle. Hey, go to where podcasts are offered, specifically over Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Here's one from our listener, our viewer, My Ferrets. That's a very long name. Uh, this show is great. I recently started listening to Chad. This show is great. I'm going to binge all the episodes to catch up. That's about four years' worth uh, that, you can, that you can binge on. That's a lot of Chad right there. That's a whole lot of me blathering on. Uh, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Check it out. 
uh, sign up for an annual subscription, uh, please do it. Tell them, tell them Chad sent you because my, my uh, contract's coming up and I need to impress the, uh, the execs upstairs. And uh, go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. Uh, help us support us. Uh, Prather2022.com. Uh, boy, oh, and it's getting wild, dude. Oh, yeah. It's getting wild. Me and you going to talk some more about that. And uh, glad to network with you, man. I'm proud That's of you. Right. I'm glad, glad you're my friend. I appreciate you, man. Hey, okay. love you guys. Thank you for the support. We'll see you when we come back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We love you. God bless. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.